0: Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, it's 106. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dipietro.com. It is Tuesday. This portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. Folks, always a good crowd there. Great food on the menu. They're waiting for you for crying out loud right now. At uh, 106 on this Tuesday, you could pop in there right now for a nice lunch or maybe we're going to go there tonight. The Lodge Puppet and Eatery, 40 Hill Road in Lincoln. All right. Well, tonight is a big night with uh, Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli-Hunt is going to be reinstated, sworn in again as uh, mayor after her <clears throat> brief sabbatical from uh, when she was removed from office and then it sounds like everything is going to be back in gear. Channel 10 did do a story on it. I want to just play the audio on it, but the um, that was it was an interesting fall with the removal and then the retaliation of those that knocked her out and then, but she certainly gets the last laugh. All right, so this is the report on Channel 10.
1: Will be swarmed back in again
2: tonight. NBC 10's Libra Zaymer live outside Woonsocket City Hall this morning with what she had to say following her re-election. Good morning, Labor...
1: Hey, good morning, Mario and Allison. Just a few weeks after city council voted her out of office, Lisa Baldelli-Hunt was re-elected by voters to serve as mayor once again. And the city council voted her voted to remove her from her position in October on charges that she violated the city charter and didn't perform her duties. Baldelli-Hunt ran unopposed on the ballot in November and ended up with over 75% of the vote. Write-ins accounted for the other quarter or so, and among them was Councilwoman Denise Sierra. Sierra was the one who brought the charges against baldelli Hunt. Of the seven city council members elected in November, three of the four who supported her removal lost. It's an injustice. They
2: recognized that their uh, voices were silenced, that their vote was stripped from them, and that they were going to make certain that they came out and that they reacted to that, and they did.
3: Now, the city's inauguration will start
1: tonight at 7 and will be followed by the city council's first meeting as a group. Live in the socket, Allegra Seymour, NBC10 News.
0: All right, there you go. So, big night without question. And also, folks, the fallout continues regarding the situation with the, the Twitter files. That continues to be a huge story. I believe someone had mentioned it to me, and I think I did listen to some of it. Tucker Carlson went into that um, somewhat last night. I want to get into that. It is, um, but as I mentioned yesterday, you know, a big part of that were these the the intelligence experts that were telling the media that there was nothing to it. So I know that a lot of people just want to then you know, go after the media, but well, let me play it. This is uh, Tucker Carlson going after, oh, oh, and they also had actor James Woods. Oh, I want to hear this. All right, this is James Woods on with Tucker Carlson. Rhode Island's on.
4: With with the informed consent that I would like to, and I can't speak as intelligently as as I would like to, but, you know, when you see your name on an enemy's list, you want to say to your enemies, you know, Really, an interesting thing. When you declare somebody your enemy, they can now say you're my enemy too. And it's yes. a funny thing about the Constitution. You know, I, I tweeted something today about James Monroe. You know how old James Monroe, President of the United States, by the way, later on. You know how old he was when um, when when they signed the Declaration of Independence. No, he was 18 years old. 18 years old. Okay. John Adams was 19 years old. You know, all these old white men wrote the Constitution. They were teenagers fighting for an independent way of life, fighting for white, the most precious of which, the most precious of which was the right to free speech.
0: That's right.
4: And the government of the United States conspired to take my free speech and throw it in the gutter. Yep. And there's something that they should fear more than anything they have ever imagined in their wildest dreams. The most dangerous man to these corrupt, vile vermin is an American who's not afraid of them. And Joe Biden and all those rats who worked with you at the DNC to close down my speech. I am not afraid of you. And I'm coming
0: for you. Wow. Wow,
2: what do you think of Elon Musk so far? Well, without
4: Elon Musk, Hunter Biden would still be. And I can't say this because I don't know the fact, but it seems like he's been involved in some pretty interesting chicanery on behalf of the big guy, whoever that may be. Yep. We don't know for sure, so I don't like to say things I'm not sure of. But you know, I, I. Uh, I think Elon Musk has very possibly, very possibly saved America. I, I think the ship of state has been on a course rivaling the Titanic. And I think what the Elon Musk has done is spend a lot of money, like it did in that lawsuit, against the guy who lied about me. You know, you spend the money, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because it's so important to my... Survival and my well-being, and I think Elon Musk loves this country. It's clear that he does. Why would he spend all that money on Twitter, this rat-infested <laughs> app? You know, why would he do that unless he could see its value? You have to understand something. You know, back back when they had the power in Twitter, the Democrats were happy to say, "Well, it's a private site. It's not. It's not like it's the town square." You know, they can say whatever they want, of course they're not saying it now that, that Elon Musk don't do But it was, in fact, the town square. It was, in fact, a forum for free speech. And if you have a town square where only some people are allowed to use it, then you don't really have a free country. We no. know in this country what it was like when certain citizens weren't allowed to speak, when they had to off the sidewalk because a person with different skin color was walking down the street you know and i'm not gonna compare anything to what black people in america went through uh because there's there is no comparison there's no comparison but it's uh i okay
2: hmm. james
0: woods i wow really excellent Really excellent. I want to also just play, folks. This is the wow. That is um, really powerful. Hmm. It is ridiculous that he was James Woods, was in fact named. There's there's another piece that he um, breaks down a little bit more about these Twitter files. And um, it's a little bit of a longer
2: piece. Okay, I want to play this. Here we go. Under pressure from Democrats, deleted a tweet from the legendary actor James Woods, who had straight outside the lines by criticizing Hunter Biden. The DNC told this before the last election, told Twitter to take it down. And so they did. James Woods joins us now by phone. James Woods, are you there? Yes, I am, Tucker. So nice to talk to you. It's great to talk to you. I vaguely remember when your tweet was pulled down. You, of course, remember it. Did you suspect at the time it was pulled down at the direct request of the Democratic National Committee?
4: I'm not surprised at all. I'm shocked uh, the way any other American would be if he were a target of a presidential candidate and a yeah. major political party. But here's why I'm not shocked. you may uh, You may be surprised to know that there was a lawsuit a while back. Uh, a woman uh, accused me of saying that she gave a Nazi salute, and there was a whole bunch of, of stuff about it on Twitter, and, and I didn't, I actually asked, why would somebody say that about her? Without going into the details of that lawsuit, it turned out that the DNC was behind that. I won the lawsuit in federal court, I wasn't reported very much. I've been a target of these people for six years. They have destroyed my career, they have destroyed my livelihood. They've destroyed my faith in a country that my family has defended uh, in the military since the Revolutionary War. I'm about to be inducted into Sons uh, of the uh, American Revolution and the Sons of Revolution. Um, uh, I I cannot. You're catching me a bit off guard because I literally just walked in the door and my wife said, "Have you seen your phone?" I was at the firing range, (laughs) believe it or not practicing Good for I write uh, under the second amendment which i guess now that i don't have any first amendment rights anymore i'm glad that i still have some second amendment rights. i, I yeah. think the whole thing is uh, astonishing I, i'm just uh, i'm i'm for the first time in my life honestly speechless
2: well it is astonishing as you just pointed out civil law is used extensively by the left to really crush people on the right alex jones just had a billion dollar settlement against him because he said something that he didn't hurt anybody he said something people didn't like and they wrecked his life but in the lives of many other people and they tried to wreck yours is there some kind of legal or civil recourse that you would have against the people who violated your First Amendment rights
4: I can guarantee you one thing more than anything else you'll ever hear in your life I will be getting a lawyer I will be suing the Democratic National Committee no matter what whether I win or lose I am going to stand up the right that every American, not a so-called celebrity, I'm right. not a celebrity, but I'm hardly recognizable anymore because my career has been destroyed by these very people. And I will sue, and I'm hoping other people will sue. And if it turns out, there are a lot of us on this list where the DNC targeted us. And I will quote the immortal words of Joseph Welch when he attacked Joe McCarthy. The enemies list he had at long last, or have you no shame? Yes, President Biden, all of your stocky little operatives in the DNC who have targeted American citizens, have you, Mr. President, have all of you
2: at last no shame? Yeah, and of course, the answer is no, they don't have shame. Um, but we we will be following that and and there may be more clearly they were fixated on you which i hope you take as a compliment but also oh. propels you forward a, to bring justice i think it is a compliment but it's you know it's
4: a big price to pay it's not a lot of fun i i loved my career for 50 years i was happy to be an award-winning and honored and appreciated actor and uh, i missed my career and these yeah. people took it from me and they will pay a price later in my life, you know, but I have to say, um, I am not going to take this sitting down. I think these people are vermin for doing this to other people. Let's not talk about me for a moment. Let's talk about just simple individuals who put out a tweet and now their lives are destroyed. Yeah. You know, casting directors literally in my business literally go online and they check every actor who comes in for a part to see who they're following. If an actor or an actress is following me, they will blacklist
0: them. Wow. All
4: right? It's about time this is torn open, and I will tell you this. It's not just me, but if you take the thousands of people that I'm sure they did this to, and you got a class action suit, uh, they might not be so happy about that. They really are in trouble right now, I think. I think this will be something that (laughs) will they're not going to be happy about in the long run. And, you know, what, what am I going to get out of it? I don't know, but I'm going to sue for the. Look. There was a guy who called me a cocaine addict on on Twitter once. never done drugs in my life. And they even stipulated, well, he was just doing this hyperbole. I sued him. I won that suit. I won the five judgment on that suit. So you can't talk about it because of the settlement that, that we did much more than that. And someone said, why would you do it? I said, because somebody just my name. I'm not going to let them. Slur, uh, slander me like this—that was libel in, in that case. But uh, there's a distinction, as you know. Uh, but I'm not going to put up with it. And if I have to be the flag bearer for this, then so be it. I'll be proud to do it. Um, you, I, I, I you should be say, proud. I want to say in closing, you, you may notice that I never talk to the press anymore. I'm asked yes. every day. Okay, I've left Twitter as my only source of, 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 of you know public any statement I might might make because I always say those are my words. You're not gonna you know, you're not gonna alter it by doing a slow motion video of me in black and white and all that crap that they oh. do. But but they've they've been doing this as a jihad against conservative people. I was blocked on Twitter for eight months.
0: Oh.
4: You know what I was suspended for? Voting Ralph Waldo Emerson. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's how crazy these people are. And one of the things that I said on Twitter once that has become kind of a meme, scratch a liberal and you'll find a fascist every time. Yes. Let me tell you, these Democrats, and now I can say it because they are, now my enemy. They, they declared this, not me. But when they go around calling everybody, oh, this is a fascist and so on. They the fascists are. Scratch a liberal and you will find a fascist every time. Oh, every
0: he's right. Time. He's absolutely right. Wow,
2: um, you know, I, I realize you, you don't want to do television interviews, but you are always welcome on the show because mm. that's one of the most amazing conversations I've had in a while. Um, and I'm, well, I'm really grateful I, that I, we I, reached I, you tonight. I, I, sorry, I'm,
4: I'm kind of a, pardon the metaphor shooting from the hip because I, I just I walked in the door and my wife, and said, "My God, have you checked your phone?" I said, "No, it's was up at the ranger up in the I was in the rain up in Lopez Canyon. There's not even reception there. I
2: I looked at my phone. I, I literally had hundreds of them. I "What that? What's going on?"
0: And Twitter, under pressure from Democrats, wow. folks, that was again. I know it was a little long at one twenty-two, but that was Rhode Island's own James Woods. Um, that is really remarkable. I, I, um, I have followed him, and then all of a sudden. I mean, what he's talking about, everything he said is completely accurate for what happened, where all of a sudden he was nowhere. And talk about the price that he has paid. Huge price. So the reason why James, actor James Woods is, is aware of that, it, it's because of Elon Musk, because of Elon Musk saying, no, I'm going to. We're going to release and let everyone see what was going on. Kind of, you know, so to speak, under the hood. But it is, um, it's absolutely really incredible what was going on. Remember the expression, you're not, you're not paranoid if there are in fact people against you. And it wasn't his imagination. But what's also remarkable he he does have or did have both a big following, but it is almost puzzling a little bit. So that that's who they targeted, and it's all kind of come out. I think that's one of the more, damn, if not the most, but one of the most damaging elements of that saga that has come out is just. how they went after him without question and he wasn't he wasn't doing anything violent he wasn't um you know why why was he such the target i think that's also interesting he was saying that casting directors someone comes in and they're going for a role and if they're following james woods they don't they don't hire them they're blacklisted that way so they check all your social media to see in fact who who it is that you're who that you are following and then as a result of that then they would not they wouldn't give them the role i mean how, how is you know this also <laughs> this shows folks I mean they they are absolutely just the biggest frauds this is the the same the same group right and and it all see it's all fine as long as they're setting the rules as long as it doesn't affect them if if it affects someone else they they have no regard for that it's all a matter of. Whether or not it um it, it it is the ultimate, whether or not it fits their agenda. And if it doesn't fit their agenda, then absolutely they obviously have a problem with it. So folks, good afternoon at 125. You're listening to the John DiPietro show. Even I I mean I am stunned in hearing that. I actually was watching uh, we did Facebook Live last night, and then I was watching uh, Monday Night Football with Tom Brady, who looked terrible for four quarters until the very end of the game when he managed to be able to pull it out. Folks, this portion of the program at 126 on this Tuesday, I want to tell you about Limitless Outdoors. Wherever you're listening right now on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, contact them for a free quote. Limitless Outdoors, Because it is limitless. There's no limits to what you can do outside. 401-580-1852. So what can they do? Well, they start off with a discussion on how you want to use your outdoor space. And how they can design or redesign your outdoor space. So they do things. They specialize in patios and walkways and steps. Or what's very popular now are outdoor kitchens. They do fireplaces, both inside and out. They can do landscape lighting, uh, retaining walls, excavation. But they can update your indoor fireplace, outdoor fireplace, outdoor kitchens and fireplaces. Pits, very, very popular right now. People are saying, you know. Why not? I want to enjoy my property. A little bit more during the course of the year. They're based in Smithfield. Limitless outdoors. I have worked with Chris. He's very talented with a great crew. Call for free, quote, free consultation, 401-580-1852. Right now on this Tuesday... Have you been thinking, you know, I wouldn't mind having an outdoor fireplace, outdoor oven, outdoor kitchen. Friend of mine has one. Has, you know, does the grilled pizzas outside. They enjoy their outside basically nine to ten months a year. I don't know about January, February, but March through December him so out there. He's got the TV. He's got an outdoor kitchen. Folks, limitless outdoors. If you've been thinking about it, why not? Find out more. Free consultation, 401 580 1852. I don't know what's going to happen tonight with the Georgia situation, the Georgia um, election that's taking place, but it doesn't sound positive doesn't sound positive for Herschel Walker. I, I think one of the problems that Herschel Walker has run into, I know you can blame the media and so forth, but you know, keep in mind, Georgia, you, you have a Republican governor, you have a Republican Secretary of State, so you, you can't say that the election is rigged. Already 2 million people have have voted in Georgia. I think because of how much attention has been drawn to Herschel Walker, it has helped Warnock, the candidate. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with that. Now, Kevin McCarthy is also in the news. I want to get to also this story. Um, let's see. I agree. I think it is a little odd. Trump's slow 2024 start worries allies. He's got a lot on his plate. Back in 2015, Donald Trump's first campaign rally in Iowa as a contender came 10 hours after he declared his candidacy in New York. See, I don't even remember that. Following day, he was across the country in New Hampshire. That one I remember just because of the way the plane pulled up with plans to visit South Carolina for the end of his first week. Seven years later, three weeks into the campaign, Trump has yet to leave his home state, Florida, or hold a public campaign event. Trump's disengaged posture has baffled former and current allies. Many of whom experienced firsthand the frenetic, uh, frenetic pace of his two previous White House bids and who now say he missed the window to make a splash with his 2024 rollout. The uninspiring launch comes as the campaign appears to be operating on autopilot. Few signs of momentum or enthusiastic support from donors or party heavyweights. Well, the the dinner at Mar-a-Lago certainly threw things off. Um, Trump's announcement panned for lacking zest. It, it was a little low energy. Some audience members attempted an early exit. And then his recent hosting of dinner with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West. Person familiar with the matter said Trump spent the Sunday after Thanksgiving asking people around him if they thought the backlash to his private dinner was truly damaging. Well, it's not helping. I said that right away. That doesn't help. So far, he's gone down from his bedroom, made an announcement, gone back up to his bedroom. has been seen since, except to have dinner. It's 1,000% a ho-hum campaign. Well, it's also... Wildly early. The only other notable event to occur since he announced was uh, both unintended and dreaded for weeks. Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel oversee two ongoing criminal investigations. Hmm. Um, his current campaign has left both allies and Republican opponents wondering if he will flip a switch in 2023. Or failed to adapt to different political environment. It's a long way to go. I mean, the whole element of announcing was very early. I mean, I I would have been surprised if he suddenly just started going out and doing rallies. His lack of impact was on display the week after his announcement. As other Republican hopefuls, that's true, took the stage in Las Vegas. Some attacked the former president. Indicated ready to take him on. Days before the, announce, before the event, Trump's announced plans for him to address the group remotely. Two people familiar said the virtual address was organized by aides at the last minute after he grew agitated upon realizing the event was a cattle call for Republican presidential prospects. And he was not in the original list of speakers. Uh, other sources for whom months harbored concern he wasn't enthusiastic about running. As he was letting on in public appearances, now says that activity has increased their worry. Apart from a planned fundraising appearance for a classical education group in Naples, see, I think that's positive. Former President yes to announce any events for the end of the year. Said they're toying with a pre-Christmas event of some kind, though the campaign has not finalized any travel. Well, last year, he and Bill O'Reilly did... Kind of uh, several events together. They were both on stage and um, campaigning is taking a breather. Inside the Trump campaign, sources say his current approach is entirely intentional, dismissing concerns he has forfeited the spotlight, acknowledging he's working with a bare bones staff. Campaign's doing exactly what everyone accused them of not doing: and take a breather. I think that's smart. No reason to be out right now. He's not going to keep up the pace of the rallies that he was doing as, you know, you have an election that's pending. Uh, CNN has reported the Florida governor, should he decide to take on Trump, would announce next May or June. Right. That's when you're going to see a lot of people. President Trump announcing as early as he did. It it was early. In 2015, he announced in mid-June. So, I don't think you're going to see some people announcing till next May or June. And then they'll probably be on a debate stage in the summertime. In addition to planning rallies and events, the staff's also looking at a best insulate him after many were court guard learning of his dinner with Fuentes and West. The event, the days of fallout, negative coverage, uh, suing a senior campaign staff is always with the former president. I think that's a good idea. Trump's White House staff worked with the resort staff during his presidency to protect him from unsavory guests of members. Those close to the president blamed low-level staffers for allowing Fuentes to slip into the resort with any flags being raised. Well, it's a problem. Okay, all right, it's a problem. It's not an, un, it's not an unbearable problem, but it's, it's a problem put it mildly. I want to just also check the latest if there's any update on the situation with the Idaho murders. Because otherwise, that um, you know, as the clock is ticking here, I feel, I feel for the people in that area. You have four college students that are killed in a knife attack broke into their home, killed four of them, and they have no suspects, none. How about Michael Avenatti, 14 years in prison, cheated four of his clients out of a million. CNN, he was announcing that he was going to run for president. He was a frequent guest, frequent guest with Don Lemon. All right, so they don't have anything. I want to see if there's any. I want a recent report. All eyes are on Georgia. All eyes tonight are on Woonsocket for the mayor. And then they're also looking at Georgia. I don't know what's, what's happening. In Georgia it's tough to get it's so hard folks with all this early voting and everything I, I just I can't stand it bring back election day I don't like election month ridiculous okay police say they're zeroing in the movements two of the victims the night they were murdered let me go to this that's new so it's not the two girls there was another girl and her boyfriend so that's who they're looking into here. What are you
1: saying, saying that they looked at an alleged stalking incident that Kaylee had told her father about a month prior to her murder and found no evidence it was related. And now this morning, their focus is shifting to another timeline. This morning, police zeroing in on the movements of two of the University of Idaho victims, Zana Carnattle and Ethan Chapin, the night they were murdered, looking specifically at the hours between 9 p.m. and 1.45 a.m., when the couple was believed to be at Ethan's fraternity. Why are you looking for more information specifically about where Zanna and Ethan were in regards to his fraternity house?
0: That actually seems to be one of the larger areas that we don't have a lot of information in. And so being able to locate what they did that night to maybe who they contacted, maybe any routes that they took home, that would be important for the investigation.
1: Zanna and Ethan stabbed to death less than a block away at Zanna's home, along with Kaylee Gonzalez and Madison Mogan, who were found on the top floor two roommates survived along with Kaylee's dog seen in this TikTok video. Authorities now say the dog was found inside the home but in a separate room from the victims. How important is the behavior of the dog in your investigation?
0: We don't believe that there was any appearance of forced entry to the home as well. At this time, we have not determined if the dog was inside the residence during the murders or not. What we
4: do know is that the dog was inside when officers arrived. The dog did not appear to have any evidence on it.
1: Police also addressing information about the victim's manner of death after Kaylee's father said he learned his daughter's wounds were much more severe than her friends, fearing Kaylee was the target.
4: Please don't be my child, that's the target.
1: Police telling ABC News they have not provided the family with that information. Oh! Now, authorities also tell me they're not trying to refute what the family is saying either. Ultimately, they want to protect the integrity of this investigation. But you guys, as time marches on, Steve telling us that he's been approached by private investigators to help solve this case.
0: Okay, I don't know, folks. It is so, so odd really, really strange. Now, Attorney General Peter Nerona was in this CBS report. There's also an interesting story about CBS, by the way, that I'm going to touch on. But Attorney General Nerona was in this report on CBS about this prospect uh, medical group and the fact that some of these private groups and how much money they're going to make. But I want to remind you folks, speaking of hospitals and health, it's my health. What are you doing right now on this Tuesday? Pop it and see Marie. It. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality and integrity, local products. It's my health. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, hemp and CBD products. You want to get some gifts? They have great gifts. Natural skincare products, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, soaps. It's My Health. Right now, if you're on Menden Road, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, pop it and see the queen of health, Marie, at It's My Health. This is an interesting piece that was on the CBS morning program. And the reason why I want to just play the sound of this is because of Attorney General Peter Nerona is part of this. American healthcare institutions taken apart, shut down by investors looking for profits.
2: It's pretty, are being taken apart Listen to this. There's a pretty good piece. By- Investors who are looking for profits. Our investigation focuses on one company in particular that made millions of dollars and then closed some of its community hospitals, leaving patients scrambling for care. It's part of a larger trend of investors from the world of private equity snapping up everything from local doctors' practices to specialty clinics and even hospice care centers. Our chief medical correspondent, Dr. John Lapook, is here with the story. John, this is a big one. Good morning. Yeah. Uh,
5: good morning, Tony. For nearly a century. Delaware County Memorial Hospital in suburban Philadelphia delivered babies, treated trauma and tended to the critically ill. That all changed earlier this year when its current owner, a Los Angeles-based company called Prospect Medical Holdings, began cutting services. First, the maternity ward went, then the operating rooms and the ICU. And then last month, the emergency room closed its doors to the community's nearly 85,000 residents. This is what it looks like when a hospital shuts its emergency room doors, turning away patients like Shirley Posey. I was
3: having shortness of breath um, and
5: tightness of our chest. Latifa Dixon and her two children showed up after getting into a car accident. They, too, were turned away, along with 28-year-old Cecilia Vizuete, who is having trouble feeding her one-year-old daughter because of a breast infection. They said, I should look on Google Maps for another hospital. Inside Delaware County Memorial, the hallways and patient rooms, normally bustling, were empty, except for a few nurses charged with cleaning the place out. I cried. I'll be honest, I cried. Emergency room nurse Angela Napolitano is the president of the local union and worked there for 41 years.
3: My children were born there, saved my dad's life in the emergency room, so it's a part of me
5: delaware county memorial was part of a non-profit pennsylvania health system that was in danger of failing when it was purchased in 2016 by prospect medical holdings a los angeles-based for-profit company with the backing of private equity investors prospect medical's portfolio would by 2018 grow to 20 hospitals in six states after the Pennsylvania purchase, the company had promised to invest two hundred million dollars to dramatically increase service to the community.
3: They tried to tell us that we were—they were, were going to run us the same way. Don't worry, trust us.
5: Did they actually say that to yeah. you? Instead, Napolitano says Prospect Medical dismantled the hospital piece by piece. Leading to longer waits in the ER and forcing staff to transfer more patients to other hospitals. They have been cutting services. Things wouldn't get fixed. Our elevator in the
3: back of the emergency room had been broken for over a year. Holes in walls, not fixed. And then when they closed the ICU, that was a knife in my heart.
5: A CBS News investigation found of the 20 hospitals owned by Prospect Medical, five have closed, including this 89-year-old hospital in San Antonio laying off more than 500 workers.
3: We wouldn't see a hospital closing down if this was a more affluent area.
5: Delaware County official Monica Taylor says closing what's considered a safety net hospital will hit the area's low-income population hardest. What happens to a community when it loses its only emergency room? There aren't resources nearby, and
3: so we find that people wait longer to go to the hospital. It leaves a gaping hole in this community that is going to be very hard and very difficult to fill.
5: In a PowerPoint provided to the county, Prospect Medical cited high labor costs, record inflation, and the COVID-19 pandemic. But according to Taylor, the company has been reluctant to share its financials with the county. you think they've been leveling with you?
3: No had a sense that they were not giving us all the information they didn't care about health care doctor what they cared about
5: was
0: making money for their investment Narona.
5: rhode island attorney general peter nerona says what's happening in pennsylvania is what prospect medical tried to do in his state where he says the company drove two hospitals deep into debt their hospitals were in real danger of closing in 2019 nerona investigated a proposed company transaction invoking state law to force Prospect Medical to turn over its financials and found it put every hospital in its system at risk of reduction in services, sale, or closure. Did they say, look, there was a pandemic, who could have predicted that? And that's really largely responsible. Well, this had nothing to do with the pandemic. Hospitals all over the country were facing the pandemic, but the problems here were exacerbated, frankly, by greed. Two different outside experts followed the money and discovered one reason why the company was so far in the red, summed up in a ruling by Nerona. In 2018, the owners of Prospect Medical took out a $1.12 billion loan using proceeds to pay themselves and their private equity shareholders a $457 million dividend. They basically took a big loan out okay a billion dollar loan out and took nearly half of that loan and rather than invest those loan proceeds in the hospitals that they owned put the money in their pockets as dividends how did they try to pay back that loan they sold the hospitals off and lease them back so now you're even in a worse position In Delaware County, that leaseback arrangement meant $35 million a year in rent had to come out of hospital budgets. This, after Prospect Medical's owners and private equity investors paid themselves that $457 million dividend. You know how much that was? No, I don't. It was $457 million. Oh,
3: my God. That makes me want to cry. It makes me sick because I should have went back into the hospitals and into the community. And the whole time that all this was happening. They were blaming the staff and COVID.
5: With the hospital now shut down, a judge next week will hear arguments over whether to require Prospect Medical to find a way to reopen its doors.
3: What they've done is extremely evil, in my own words. Why do you think it's evil? Because... To gain a dollar, you've maybe... Destroyed lives, maybe even ended lives, because they can't get the help that they need.
5: In a statement to CBS News, Prospect Medical said it's cooperating with health officials and working to transition Delaware County Memorial to a behavioral health facility. In an annual report, the company said it has lived up to its commitment to invest $200 million in the Pennsylvania health system prospect medical ceo declined an in interview but the rhode island attorney general told cbs news that the prospect medical ceo's share of the 457 million dollar dividend was about 90 million dollars oh wow that's pretty jaw-dropping wow. what you just showed us it reminds me of something
3: that commissioner Bratton told me years ago that something could be awful but it's lawful so is this legal what they're doing
5: yeah i asked Peter Nerona, who's the attorney general for Rhode Island, is illegal. He said, at least in his state, it is. But the big Uh point here is the only reason why we were able to follow the money is because Attorney General Nerona invoked an unusual state law that forced the company to turn over its financials. Uh And his advice to everybody else out there is, look, there's a lot of these deals going on, and he really encouraged other states to create legislation wow. that allows more transparencies they can look behind the curtain when these kind of deals uh arrive mm. so you don't think this is an anomaly what, what what you just showed us you know it's hard to know right because it was, it was a record year last year for yeah. for, for, for private equity uh investing in health care yeah. and uh you know we just don't know because we don't have the money trail on all the others but you know it leaves me with the thought what happens when private equity Rushes up
2: against health equity. Look at the
0: people that are being hurt. That's the thing. That was eye opening. Wow, folks, that is quite the piece. And again, look look at the way Attorney General Pino is being described in that. That was in CBS. Wow. Huh. 90 million the owner took, or the CEO, excuse me. Hmm. All right, folks, good afternoon. Well, that is certainly problematic. I think that's interesting that they highlighted that Attorney General Peter Narona was sounds like he was the catalyst to try to open that up. And especially when it came to so they get a billion dollar loan and then. They. Take almost 500 million of it and then just divvy it out among themselves. Hey, I want to remind you on this Tuesday about competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Stop it and see John Francis, the owner, my gun guy at competition shooting supplies. Now, remember, maybe it's possible that you'd like to be a little more liquid As they say, well, pop into competition shooting supplies. You could sell them outright. Firearms that you have that you're not using. Maybe you inherited and or maybe you're not using them. You inherited them or someone that had them passed away. You could sell them directly to him or sell them on consignment. Competition shooting supplies, quality ammo, preparation ammo, all tailored to your needs. Great selection on firearms. It's Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benoff Street in Pawtucket. And remember, for the firearm enthusiasts in your life, a gift certificate there makes a great gift. Stop it and see our guy, John Francis. You can also look for them on Facebook. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. Well, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website which is dipetro.com, this portion of the program is brought to you by The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you. They are at The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So there's some good stories, unique original stories, exclusives, I dare say, on dipetro.com, such as the um, the story about the Nail salon in Cranston, also the child rapist that they grabbed once again. You can read all about it on the website, which is dipetro.com. We also have video from Cranston PD Live. Tomorrow night we'll be out again riding with the Cranston police, and we will be, um, you can see all of that. Again, on the website, which is tobetrode.com. So, folks, just to break down some of the the top news of the day, the big story really is nationally, it's what's going to happen in Georgia, decision day. Too many two million people have already voted, so that's a um, that's a, a major major story. I'm also just looking at. Some other headlines right now. Indictment watch. Justice Department subpoenas. Arizona, Michigan, and Wisconsin officials for Trump communications. That doesn't sound positive. January 6th, committee making criminal referrals. I'm going to read that a little bit in just a moment. How about this headline? Getting divorced. Good for Tom Brady's football. (laughs) He did win last night. He did win last night. It was bars It's kind of awkward to admit, but it's been good for his football. Well, he's not dwelling on that anymore. that's for sure. and then he wished his daughter Vivian a happy birthday last night after uh that was a nice last minute last minute win i want to um i want to read this this making criminal referrals. January 6th committee to make criminal... And then it's a big night, obviously, with the mayor. Uh, mayor uh Belt, Hunt. Justice Department. They're going to make criminal referrals Department of Justice. Wraps up an investigation. We've made decisions on criminal referrals. Whether referrals will be pursued. Blah, blah, blah. Um, hmm. That is quite the headline. The panel discussed making criminal referrals in a meeting, including consideration how to address the Republican lawmakers who refused to comply with the subpoenas, including Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, Mo Brooks, Scott Perry, and Representative Andy Biggs. Trump sued the committee to avoid complying with subpoenas. You know, I, I just find all of this stuff it must just be so distracting to the president. Very, very distracting to President Trump. I'm also hearing it sounds like Kevin McCarthy is. Um, I mean, is it possible they could ever work together? That he's already taking shots at Mitch McConnell and hinting, hinting that he has no uh, plans of like working with him. That that doesn't sound that doesn't sound positive. I don't know why they would not. I, I I think what he is, in essence, saying of, you know, th- this also has to be. A two way street as far as let's face it, Seth Magaziner, and Cicilline, Congressman Cicilline, they they're not, they have no desire. They have no d They have no desire to work, with. With any of the Republicans. So, uh, you know, that, uh, that's that's definitely a, a, a two-way street, I believe, as that goes. Um, hmm. Boy, that Idaho case. I don't know what the answer is with that. I don't know where that's going to... So it's, they were focusing a lot on the two, there were two females sleeping in the same room and then there was another couple and they're now focusing on who the couple may have interacted with whole thing is just really bizarre uh but the 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 race in georgia is obviously affecting the the situation in the senate it is not have really have any bearing in the house so that that is not that is not gonna be uh an easy situation to try to pull everybody kind of rowing in the same direction and there's still there's gonna be some individuals that never want to do anything that where they're going to um you know, go along with things. And they were able to do that, as a matter of fact, right? Like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, Okay, during congressional gold medal ceremony, representatives of those receiving awards shook hands with Schumer and then walked past McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Boy, can we ever get past... January 6th. Trespassing day. Doesn't sound like it. Um, but him, boy, the media loves the fact they walked past. The lot is still a lot of misinformation about January 6th. Never forget that. A lot of misinformation about that, with the amount of people that supposedly died and this other stuff. That is not true. Um, What's the other piece, though, that President Trump talking about the Constitution? I don't think that's a positive development. I don't see where that's a positive. I think right now, I wouldn't say that President Trump is in mode where he's like firing on all cylinders. I might argue quite the opposite, as a matter of fact. The Trump campaign... Listen, they announced early. Other people are not going to announce that they're running until April, May or June. It'll be helpful to know who you're running against before people just start announcing. So if he's laying low right now, I don't think that's the worst thing. Hey, folks, remember, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Comes right to your home. Saturday appointments are available, and all work is guaranteed. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. 7, well, one fifty nine. it's John DiPietro coming up. You're going to hear the 2 o'clock news. All eyes nationally are on Georgia with that Senate race, and then locally it will be with the mayor being restored. We will be doing Facebook Live later. I encourage you to visit the website, DiPietro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O, Have some unique stories. We're going to do Cranston PD Live. Episode number four is tomorrow night. You can see that, and then we'll post it on the website. Folks, in the meantime, enjoy this Tuesday. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news.
5: WNRI Woonsocket.